Hello, and welcome to the fifth episode of Security Leaders, the podcast where we speak to security managers, chief security officers, specialists, and professionals from across the security spectrum. My name is Neil Sutton, editor of Canadian Security Magazine. My guest for this episode is Denis Lachaine, head of security for the Gordie Howe International Bridge Project in Windsor, Ontario, and Detroit, Michigan. The Gordie Howe International Bridge is a 2.5-kilometer bridge project currently under construction. When completed, it will be one of the top five longest bridges in North America. I spoke to Denis about his security role at the bridge, working with authorities on both sides of the border, and why this project is, in Denis' own words, a marvel in the making. Before my conversation with Denis, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Commissioners. There can be an over-reliance on technology as a silver bullet to resolve all the ills. Technology is about a tool. Uh, it really comes down to the operators and, and having those individuals understand the role that they play, not only for client safety and security, but the security and safety of, of you know the community as, as a whole. I'm Don Thompson, Director of Operations for Commissioners Hamilton. If you'd like to learn more about Commissioners, please visit commissioners.ca. So thank you, Jenny, for joining us for this episode of Security Leaders. Can you tell us a bit about your, your background in the security industry and how you got involved? Yeah, good morning, uh, Neil. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, I started uh, over 30 years ago in the in the Canadian military, and uh, I joined uh, the uh, military police as a commissioned officer. So um, early on um, and throughout my years of service, our, our mandate was not only enforcement portion of policing, um, you know, within the Department of National Defense and Canadian Forces, but a lot of our focus was on providing protection of assets. So a lot of the things that we do in the security industry now, we did, and we and and that organization continues to do that. So spent 22 years with the military police and then retired uh, and moved into consulting and the private security industry. Uh, in different capacities, uh, whether it was consulting, working with the University of Ottawa, uh, working with a an Ottawa-based consulting firm, supporting private and public sector organizations in different consulting assignments. These range from emergency management to security plans, business continuity. So the majority of all the tenets that we find in the industry, uh, I also serve with the uh, United Nations as a civilian in Haiti for almost two years as one of their security advisors and uh, spent time with SNC-Lavalin uh, from their head office in Montreal and their global security team until I joined the, the Gordie Howe International Bridge Project in 2018. Can you tell us a bit about what your role looks like right now with the Gordie Howe Bridge and um, maybe just Tell us a bit more about your roles and responsibilities from a security perspective. Uh, it's 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 an interesting question because um, with the Gordie Howe project, uh, we represent the uh, the government uh, as a crown corporation with the Windsor Detroit Bridge Authority. So my role is to oversee the entire security spectrum of the different components associated with the project. So we focus. Uh, on ensuring that our private sector partner, which is uh, Bridging North America, um, complies with the Government of Canada's Industrial Security Manual, which um, talks about uh, 
having companies and people cleared uh, to handle uh, sensitive information on the project. So we have the, the personal security component. We also oversee and ensure there's compliance on emergency management. So business continuity, disaster recovery plans, uh, what we're living right now with a pandemic task force. Uh, we're also heavily involved in all of the design of the four components of the Gordie Howe International Bridge, namely the Canadian Port of Entry, the U.S. Port of Entry, the Michigan Interchange 75 component, and finally the bridge, uh, the superstructure. So all of the security, IT, uh, tolling information components, we review uh, all security systems to make sure that they're compliant with the contract that we have. Um, our role also involves uh, construction security, so ensuring that uh, measures, measures are in place to ensure that there's proper access control, there's camera surveillance, compliance uh, with the different um, health and safety regulations, security protocols. Um, so there's a wide range of issues that I oversee and hence like I like I mentioned you I'm, we're actually dealing with all of the the entire spectrum of security so it's actually quite uh, challenging at times and rewarding uh, because you're dealing with so many issues uh, with competing priorities uh, so you have to stay on top of all the issues as they come up um, we also have to deal with the U.S. and the Canadian first responders, so we have work groups with them to make sure that if there's any emergencies that occur either during construction or ultimately when the, the project is commissioned, mainly the bridge opens and the, there's, um, the public starts using the bridge and going through the plazas, which are the ports of entries, that there's protocols in place for emergency management with the police, the fire, the EMS, and because all of this spans, as you know, is an international border. So you're, we have to take into account the different laws in Canada, the U.S., and ensure that they, their operating procedures are consistent with the protocols of each country. So it's truly a, a very dynamic and fast-paced project. Are you dealing with a, with a U.S. counterpart? Is there somebody on the American side that would be your equivalent? Uh, in fact, no. So from the government's representative, I oversee all of project security. The private sector contractor, Bridging North America, has a security lead. Uh, we are both based in Canada out of Windsor, Ontario. Uh, but part of their uh, organization, they have a U.S. security lead and a Canadian security lead. So I interface with not only the lead officer, but both leads on either side. And they have uh, other staff with them as well. Plus, they've hired uh, private security contractors to provide the guarding, the access control, the mobile patrols, so on and so forth. So I interface with these three main individuals. But I also interface well with the different segments. So they have construction managers and, and design leaders from the, the private sector partner. But there's also work being done internally with are my own stakeholders, which I consider them all to be my clients, different components with between within the Windsor Detroit Bridge Authority. So I'll interface with our communications team, our legal team, our procurement team, and different other or you know representatives internally. 
maybe tell us a bit about uh, some of your extracurricular work. I, I know uh, you represent a chapter at ASIS in Canada. Can you tell us a bit about how you got involved with ASIS? Yes, interesting question. Um, I, I've been a member of uh, ASIS International for several years now. Um, was trying to be active um, when I served in Ottawa or Montreal. Uh, when I did move to the Windsor-Essex region in 2018, I wanted to uh, join the local chapter, so I reached out to ASIS International. They gave me contact information, so I reached out to them. And uh, I got involved as the chapter president, first get-go, and uh, I've been working with uh, members from within the region as the chapter executive. So uh, basically ensuring that we provide uh, professional development training opportunities to our members. We keep them informed as to the latest trends, information, training, networking within the security industry, both domestically in Canada, but internationally. So we've actually done quite a bit of work on that front, attended the uh, Global Security Exchange uh, Conference last year in Chicago. And in light of uh, the pandemic right now, this has kind of changed the way we do things because we've had to stop meeting in groups in different locations and use uh, or and exploit technology to its maximum like we're doing today on the podcast. And and having to rely on virtual meetings to bring presenters and to provide uh, opportunities for our members to to learn, to further develop. And uh, interestingly enough, is from an ASIS Canada perspective, we've actually uh, have got a working relationship with the different chapter leaders across the country. So we try to promote each other's speakers whenever they have a virtual meeting or a, or a subject matter expert that comes in and talks about a, a specific topic. So we work uh, collectively to uh, promote our different meetings so that we, we have value for our members uh, that have joined ASIS. And we also uh, partner with Canasa and different other organizations as well to, to network but also to promote uh, topics of interest uh, such as COVID-19, how do we work through this period, what are the industry best practices, and so on and so forth. So it's a dynamic environment right now. So speaking of the pandemic and, and COVID-19, can you maybe talk a little bit about how that might have impacted uh, your position with the bridge? Certainly. Um, we were monitoring early on the the uh, the evolution of the pandemic as when it originated in Asia. And uh, we had our uh, first reported case that affected the project. So we basically uh, sent a number of people home as, as uh, preventive measures and followed the advice of public health officials, both nationally, provincially and regionally. So there was a period of adaptation, whereas uh, those that weren't deemed quite essential and kind of organize ourselves, we started to you know, work from home and, and do remote work. But noticing over time that um, there was a requirement to come back and provide that inspection oversight and to actually have eyes on the ground and, and look at the progress being done by our private sector partners. So I came back early on in May 
Uh, it's certainly been a game changer because we've it, you have less contact with people now, whereas pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, you know, it was life as as we knew it before. We, you know, we had um, meetings in persons, and we were able to go about and and talk to people and have free access across the border as part of our role. So we've had to take on a different approach, rely more on technology. And I do consider that the uh, our staff that um, work in the IT information technology have been instrumental in providing us the tools that we need to uh, to have virtual meetings and so on and so forth. But the, having come back to work with a limited amount of people uh, means that we wear face masks inside the office, but we maintain social distancing. But what I found is um, I've been able to go on both sides of the border, um, still meet people, maintain that two meter distance, wear a face mask, avoid uh, physical contact, but still having the need to go out and see and, and monitor uh, the construction, the progress and deal with these, you know, the security issues are ongoing. So COVID, no COVID, you know, things happen out there. So we are, we're trying to stay on top of it. But I think we've adapted extremely well, this new normal. And uh, certainly there's been a lot of resiliency on everybody's part to comply with, you know, the public health directions, but at the same time, continue to work, deliver on our schedule, and, and provide our role, the inspection, the oversight and the compliance from our private sector partner to make sure that they're, uh, you know, they're consistent with meeting the requirements of the contract that we have with them. Before we started recording, you were telling me a little bit about how the, the CCTV system might be utilized to help share information or keep people updated on the project. Is that something you can talk about a little bit? Yes, I can. The Bridge Authority has gone out to tender to different service providers and the what we're in the process of doing as we've identified a service provider and uh, the communications team reached out to us for technical assistance. So we took part in that process and they're going to be installing fixed cameras on both sides of the border with some mobile platforms in order to provide 24-hour coverage of key locations. So the intent is to broadcast like webcams um, what is actually happening on the construction site and then using that platform over time to do a time-lapse recording so that we can show the public the the progress that's being made there's been uh, there's a number of service advisor out there that have done similarly in in other grandiose type of projects around the world so we wanted to explore technology for that purpose and also have uh, regular drone flights over whether it's the ports of entries the the michigan interchange uh, interchange or even the bridge construction itself which is going to be it's a marvel in the making to have such a long bridge through suspend, suspended stay cables so we will be able to broadcast live um, how the construction is unfolding and all of this will be available on the uh, Gordy Howe International Bridge uh, website uh, through live feeds.
It sounds like a fascinating project, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that uh, the bridge opens and we can use it to travel back and forth between U.S. and Canada. Um, but thank you very much for uh, spending some time with us today. Um, we appreciate uh, all your insights, and, and we certainly wish you the best for the future. Thank you, Neil. Thank you to my guest, Denis Lachane, and our podcast sponsor, Commissionaires. You can find more security-related podcasts at canadiansecuritymag.com. I'm Neil Sutton. Thanks for listening. Thank you.